Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fyperbole. I'm Steve Jaco, here to talk to you not about the Flyers today. I decided I made an executive decision. We got enough going on in the world right now. We don't need to talk anymore about the Philadelphia Flyers. They, they postponed the games this week. They were just like, too much COVID going around. Let's postpone these games. And it was the right decision. It is a mess out there. And, you know... Uh, what can I say? Before we get into it, I just wanted to mention our sponsor today, this Fly Purpley, is brought to you by the Gingerbread Corporation. Please, for the love of God, buy gingerbread. We get one month a year to feed our families. Buy in bulk. Please, God, help us. So a lovely message from <laughs> the Gingerbread Corporation. But we're, we're not talking hockey today. I decided we're not talking hockey today. I did bring on the best non-hockey talker on BSH, the wonderful Kelly Hinkle today, to discuss uh, two, I think... Uh, beloved flyperbole non-hockey topics today. Kelly, how you doing? I'm great, and I'm just glad that finally someone is making a podcast about an important topic. <laughs> finally. Finally. We are here. Finally. You know, no more no more hockey talk on Broad Street Hockey. No, we'll get we'll get back to the <laughs> hockey talk, but you know what? There's nothing to talk about this week with it. And let's give everybody a little holiday treat. So I figured let's bring in I think the most asked about feature that we have not done in a while at this point which would be the batch update we have not gotten in a batch update in forever batch update and uh i also decided to bring back the the holiday fun from last year and do the christmas movie challenge and and that's the show today that's it yes yes i'm excited about this movie thing i'm gonna get so many wrong it's gonna be great yes we, we've got four sets of movies on the docket so i, I changed oh, it up this year i made them into sets so you have to choose between uh four sets of two uh which is the real and which is the fake oh whenever you put them in sets it's always spicy because there's always like three that seem real and then there's one where you're like no that can't be real yeah, yeah. but the other ones have to be real we'll see when we get there oh I'm yeah i'm excited about it i'm excited about it too and uh, just before we get into it, I just wanted to mention, uh, as so, so, Drewski, uh, listener, friend of the show, had uh, DM me and gave me some lovely quotes from uh, not-so-friend of the show, Cole Beasley, about COVID. So I just wanted oh, no. to quickly just say, God, you know, we love to dunk on Cole Beasley on here, but we in no way endorse Cole Beasley. We love to make fun of his Sorry Not Sorry from his just god-awful rap album that he released years ago. And... Like, this dude is just nuts. He's... What'd he say? So he's on the COVID list right now. Shocker. Because yeah. he's been very outspoken about not being vaccinated. And, it's um... weird that he's he contracted a fake disease. I wonder <laughs> how that happened. <laughs> but then, like, he came out and he said that, uh, that COVID wasn't keeping him off the field. The rules were keeping him off the field. Oh, yes. I mean, honestly, show me the lie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, very technically correct, you know, maybe yes. I don't want to get into a whole thing about asymptomatic and spreading diseases and illnesses and such, but, you know, 
He's been doing it's his own the, research, so, you know, maybe... The libs are keeping him off the field. It's, it's clearly if what not it for is. the libs, he would be playing. Oh, Cole Beasley, God damn it! That guy made one of the worst rap albums of all time and still has, you know, Kid Rock hair. And, well, you know, oh, Kid Rock's still doing his thing, too, so... I had never... I never knew anything about him until you joined the Broad Street Hockey family. And, like, every little nugget of information that I find out about him just makes it better. The day that I found out what he looked like was very, that was a good day. He looks like, like, that's him? He looks like Kid Rock Jr. Yes. Like, he looks like Kid Rock's little brother. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. He's that guy. For most of his career, this was a guy who was just the annoying, like, third receiver on the Dallas Cowboys who would get, like, 10 catches against the Eagles. Now he's a star, baby. Now he's a star. He, He made a terrible rap album, and then he joined the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia and it's the most outspoken anti-vaxxer in the entire NFL, and maybe in sports. Well, it's actually, I think Kyrie Irving would be the most outspoken, but, uh, you know, Cole Beasley, a nice number two there. But that's all I wanted to say is um, not, not, not endorsing Cole Beasley's views. We just like to dunk on him for making the United Hate of America and 80 Stings and Sorry, Not Sorry. <laughs> all those great rap tracks. I only talked about him when the Eagles played the Cowboys before that album. And then when mm. I found out he made a rap album, that's when he became a hyperbole staple. I mean, who's the dummy? He's got a whole podcast dedicated to him now. That's true. That's true. But Stay winning. The, the joke's on him because this podcast is also dedicated to dumb shit like Guy Fieri and getting batch updates, you know, on The Bachelor yep. and The Bachelorette when uh, the host doesn't watch the show and... Not necessary. I'm excited to find out what's been going on because I have not... I have no idea what's been going on in Batchland for the the longest time. So, Kelly, what's been going on? So this week, the latest installment of The Bachelorette wrapped up. So we got a winner slash fiancé. And as usual, Steve, the result was unsatisfactory, in my (laughs) opinion. So this, this year, or this cycle, I guess, because there's not even seasons because it's on all the time. This cycle of The Bachelorette, we had Michelle, who was one of the contestants on the previous iteration of The Bachelor that everyone liked because she's very tall and pretty and has a personality, which like on that show is, you know, wow. I've seen maybe five minutes of Bachelor like ever. No, I think I watched one episode of The Canadian Bachelor, but from what I can tell... A personality goes a long way on these shows. It's a very rare find to to have one of these, I mean, always obviously very beautiful women when they have also a good personality. And also she's like a teacher, so she's smart too. Oh, oh wow. Like all the, all the things. So everyone really liked Michelle. And when she didn't win The Bachelor, she got chosen to be The Bachelorette. And this season, it seemed clear from the jump that there was one guy in particular that was like like made for this woman. So she is from Minnesota. She was a basketball star in high school, like a big time basketball player. Oh. Apparently in Minnesota they have a thing called Mrs. like Miss and Mr. Basketball. It's like a high school what? thing like the best basketball players are Miss and Mr. Basketball there in Minnesota. She is Mrs. Basketball. <laughs> dribbling down the court taller than the other girls in her class <laughs> i mean that is kind of the way that you are good at basketball in high school but anyway that's true 
So one of the contestants was a guy named Joe, also from Minnesota. Original name. Who was Mr. Basketball. So she at one point was Miss Basketball. He at one point was Mr. Basketball. And he kind of got off to a rocky start because apparently, this is kind of juicy, apparently before, like well before the show, she had slid into his DMs. Ooh. And they had apparently like a little flirtation back and forth. And then he, as men do be doing all the time, (laughs) ghosted her, like just stopped, stopped responding, stopped talking to her. And like that was the end of it. Not cool, fellas. Yeah. Could you just not? So then, you know, just by chance, I'm sure just like sheer happenstance of the universe, air quotes, he. Scare quotes per Kurt. Is it scare quotes or air? That was one of the that Kurt, Kurt is a treasure. Kurt said that to me the other week, and I said scare quotes. Like in my head, I was just like, "That's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard somebody say." God, still... he really is. Like, I I would like to preserve him in a museum yes. because he's perfect. Yes. Okay, so this guy ends up on her season of The Bachelorette just by I'm sure sheer happenstance, and. She, at one point, is kind of like, hey, uh, remember that time I slid into your DMs and you, like, disappeared? And he was like, and he gave, God, I love men so much. You guys are the best. We're the best. We're just fantastic. We are considerate and kind and loving and just So great. Perfect. He gave, like, the most dude answer that you could possibly give, which was like, I was just in a bad place and I just had to get my shit together (laughs) And I said, you know, I'm really sorry I did it, but I just, like, knew that at that time it wasn't like, like, this, God, I mean. I needed to find myself, babe. I don't know if you know, like, you're in a long-term relationship, so you might not be on the distribution list, but I am convinced that there's, like, a newsletter, talking points, that go out to single men, because they all use the same ones. I don't know where they're getting them from. Well, it might be a newsletter now, because back in the day, it was just discussing this at the bar. You'd go to the Mm. bar, and you'd be like, bro, bro. What do you say to a chick in this situation, bro? Well, bro, Bro. you just got to say, oh, I'm in a bad place, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the backstory on Joe. And from, and like I said, from the jump, like they had, like he he was like a very attractive man. She's a very attractive woman. They were both very tall. They were both biracial. Like they had a ton of, both from Minnesota, tons of things in common. They had like obvious physical chemistry. It was like, okay, like this is the dude. This seems too easy. Yeah. So, of course, we get to the end, and Joe is in the final three with a small man called Brandon, who was very sweet, but we'll get to him. The wee lad Brandon. A very tall man called Nate, who is Canadian, so you would think that I would favor him, but also left Canada and lives in Texas now. So, like, ew, why would you do such a thing? So he's Canadian, but he lives in Texas. Very tall. He really went for the polar opposite there. He's like, what's the, the yeah. farthest from Canada I can get with their their lovey-dovey, like... Right. Both the, culturally and distance-wise. How far can I go? How far can I get from, like, okay, more guns? Yes, all the guns. Uh, let's see. As hot as it can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where you have all that the niceties of Canada where everybody's like, oh, how you doing? You know, I don't want to do a Canadian. Impre- I don't want to offend any more Canadian people I've already <laughs> offended on this program. But, you know, the Texas way versus yeah. the Canadian way, very different as far as politeness. There is a Texas politeness, don't get me wrong, but it uh, usually involves guns. Yeah, where can I go where no one cares about their neighbor at all? 
Texas. <laughs> okay. So he is very tall, has inexplicably two nose piercings in the same nostril, which I've never seen before. is very weird to me. And many, many tattoos. That seems excessive. So we get to the final three. And she appears to like all of these men as they do. And in my mind, and I feel like the way that the editors were setting this up, small Brandon was going to be the one to go because uh-huh. I I feel like she really wants to bang Nate a lot. So like he's got a leg up. And then also she probably really wants to bang Joe too. And also they have like so much in common and like she's like really into like living in minnesota like she's made it clear all along that she's staying in minnesota so this dude already lives there seems like an easy answer whatever long story short we get to the final three and she sends joe home and i'm like like what why what are we doing gives the generic i had to follow my heart answer i believe it's because i think we've talked about this before the use of the word vulnerable on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette uh, makes me want to die. It's a thing that the contestant is always obsessed with, people being vulnerable and opening up to them and, like, sharing all their deep, dark secrets. Now, this is, like, a six-week process, right? So I believe that Joe lost because in this very short time frame – while he was able to demonstrate that he was clearly into this woman and did, in fact, do some of the whole, like, the weird, like, where you have a therapy session with the person that you're trying to date. And apparently that is attractive because you're showing your vulnerables. Apparently he didn't do that enough. Which to me is, like, I don't know. Like, why don't you... Like, why wouldn't you just, like, be like, you know what, this dude, like, me and this dude are, like, we're definitely a match. I'll give him more than six weeks to reveal all of his deepest, darkest secrets to me and see where she goes. It's almost like this this six-week process is flawed in some way. It's almost as if that's not enough time to pick a life mate. Some might suggest that it's too short a time. The show seems to suggest that because the process is so intense and ongoing that it somehow works. And I mean, like, there are people who have met on the show that are married, so I guess it does work for some people. Yeah, so we get to the final two. It's between very sweet, small Brandon, who is, like, he does things like pull her aside and, like, tell her that, like, even if he goes home, it's okay because... He cares about her happiness. He wants her to be happy. He wants to make sure that she knows that she's supported by him. He wrote her like a note and like folded it up and like slid it under her door like a little love letter. I wrote you a note. (laughs) So he's that guy. And then there's Nate, who is tall and Canadian and has tattoos. And I just want to say that I, as someone who has made this very decision several times in my life to my own detriment, she went with tall Canadian Nate with the tattoos, despite the fact that small Brandon was like a very sweet boy that would probably worship her for the rest of her life. I felt I felt a kinship with Michelle in this moment because I, too, make bad decisions. Well, it's also the decision you would make. It's the tall Canadian man. Was he bearded as well? 
he did have a beard, Steve. Oh, okay. It's like the I would have been powerless in this situation. The Hinkle special, the outside, right? You would have from the, the, outside. the season would have ended very quickly. <laughs> you would have just been like, nah, nah, nah. Like, wasn't there a season a few years ago that there like, was? They had two of them because somebody was like, no, this is it. I know. Yeah. We, yeah, it was like two weeks in, and she was like, "No, it's this guy." We don't and gotta left, do which, this anymore. Why which honestly, around? I respect a little bit. Like you know, if you've decided two weeks in, like yeah, this is the dude. Why waste everybody's time? Right. Well, they've definitely dragged this shit out too before. Like, oh god, I, I don't watch, but I can just assume that you know, if, based on my own decision making processes, I can mm-hmm. assume that they knew pretty like they've known pretty early and just been like, "Well, I gotta go along with it, and let's just waste everybody's fucking time." Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that you like this person, she probably narrowed it down pretty quickly. And so now you're left with like 17 dudes that are cannon fodder that we have to sit through like 5 weeks of watching them flail around trying to get this woman to like them. I suppose at that point you're just making a list of like okay, Who's just the most annoying people? Yeah, okay. right. Like, it just has, like, a descending list of, like, annoyance. It's like, I gotta get rid and of this producers, guy And the Yeah, the producers are like, uh, I know that you hate the guy with the pizza shop, but you have to keep him for a little while because he's drama. Right, like, drama. obviously a thing. They love that. Inspirational stories, like, uh, yeah. well, you know, I was half dead in a ditch, and then... I don't know these Here, stories. Here's sorry. my question, though, because... This season, I feel like, was particularly egregious with the use of the word vulnerable. It's because we're all feeling vulnerable because it of was like COVID-19. 13 times an episode, she said the word vulnerable, and mm. it made me want to die. <laughs> As a man in a committed and loving relationship with a wonderful woman, how often do you say to each other, please be more vulnerable with me? I don't think... We have anyone ever, ever said that? used oh. that phrase yeah. in our entire relationship. But then again, I'm a I'm a pretty vulnerable guy, Kelly. I'm pretty You're a vulnerable. soft boy. I'm a, yeah. I am a soft boy. Soft I'm, no boy. <laughs> I'm very open with my feelings. I just like like what an insane thing to say to someone, in my opinion. Like if anybody ever said to me, like I wish you'd be vulnerable with me, I'd be like, what the fuck are we talking about? I'd get up and leave. Are we in a yeah. romance novel? What's going on here? I just and and like what the vulnerability appears to be um is just like telling this person all the bad shit that happened to you. Yeah. Like just saying it out loud. Which like obviously over the course of a relationship, like you'll reveal all the shitty things that happened to you in your childhood, but you know, up front you know, you got to kind of like trick them into liking you a little bit before you start telling them about how fucked up you are. Like, you can't just lead. You got to piecemeal <laughs> this stuff out. Like, you got to yeah. be like, okay, uh, third date. Well, let me tell you about the time I broke my arm when I was young. It really yeah. traumatized me. And then, like, maybe, you know, after like a year of dating, it's like, you know, I was really picked on as a kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know how I'm always asking you if I look nice? Well, let me tell you about grade school for me. It was a long eight years. <laughs> you know, I'm always asking if this looks okay on me. I have a severe problem with food. Yes. You may not have picked up on this. I hate myself and I rely on you to make me feel good. <laughs> Is that, I feel like that might be my problem. I think I've said it out loud now. Don't do that. People find your own happiness. But uh, yeah, it's uh, this season of The Bachelorette was. Like most of them, 
annoying for the most part, confusing at the end. If I had to bet money, I would bet that these two don't get married. And if they do get married, it's not for very long. Well, she had her mate. She had the the perfect guy, the perfect man. She had the dude, and the perfect man. Cast him out. Be gone. And he did not reveal enough about his fucked up childhood. Do you think that was just the long game from her, though, to be like, this is a fuck you for ghosting me? <gasps> oh, I hadn't considered it. But oh my God, if it was, that's so good. Like, I think she was just like, all right, I'm going to keep this guy on the hook just long enough. And then I'm going to say, fuck you right at the end. because Oh, because I would. Yeah. I think that I think that's what happened there. Just- Steve, you may have just redeemed this entire season of The Bachelorette <laughs> because if that's what happened, it's perfection. Yeah, this is all her revenge. What's her What's her name? Michelle. Michelle's revenge. For every woman who's been ghosted in the DMs, fuck you, Minnesota Joe. Fuck you, Minnesota Joe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, so was there anything crazy that happened this year? Like, uh, what do they do? The fantasy thing? Like, my the, oh, there's always the fantasy thing. My main thing that I've remembered from these years of batch updates is windmill sex. I have never forgotten the windmill sex. It will stay Best with thing. me to. That's going to be the final thing I say on my deathbed. Is I'm going to be like, remember the time that there was windmill sex on the Bachelor? Uh, <laughs> that's that's how I'm going to die. I if already, you're lucky, I've seen it. No, I've seen it. You know, I went to a psychic and she showed me and I said, Mm, that's disturbing, but at least (laughs) I live to X age. But regardless, was there anything on par with windmill sex? Anything super weird that happened? I don't think anyone's ever going to beat windmill sex, mostly because so like the weirdest thing about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for me is like there's always this weird semi-religious undertone to it. Like for some reason, like God is even though important. they're all banging it out, right? So every so like everyone is like, you know, oh my faith is really important to me. Like for some reason, that's always a thing. Um, Jesus. And then there's like weird, you know, morality issues that come up here and there, and that's always weird. Consider- you smoked a drug back in college, like considering the process, it's like seems like a weird thing to focus on. Yeah. So then you get to the fantasy suites, and that's always the final three. And the show, like, in the creepiest way possible, wants to make you believe that these people are fucking. Like, if they do or if they don't, the show is like, guess what's going on in that room? Oh, They're yeah. going to spend the night together. They're, They're in get the jacuzzi. to know each other on a different level. They're skinny dipping. But we're not going to say they're banging it out, but they're probably banging it out. Cameras are gone. Everyone's naked. So that is a thing. And it was as creepy this season as it was every other season. Also, I have a th- I have this weird theory that did not play out this season. I always have a theory that like the person that you think you're going to end up with, you bang them first. Just out of, like, I feel like respect because they're not getting a sloppy second. Mm. And also because, like, you want to know right away if, like, it's going to work in that respect. That's important. So that was my – I had that theory. And she actually took Joe into the fantasy suite first. So even in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally Joe. Kind of a a dibs bang, if you will. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will reserve the purity of this process for you. Everyone else gets the sloppy seconds. Yeah. So I don't – maybe she didn't bang any of them. Maybe they just, like, stayed up and, like, made s'mores and braided each other's hair. They just had hot cocoa and watched movies. We got vulnerable with each other. We got vulnerable and talked about getting teased as children. Uh. Although, to be honest, what could be more vulnerable than getting naked in front of someone for the first time? Although, maybe that's not a thing for hot people. Because if I was hot, I'd probably just be naked all the time. That's true. Like, I hate Like, if you're hot, you're probably just like, woo, look at me. It's true. I'm sexy as hell. Like, for me, it's like, oh, I got to be naked right now? Are we sure? Can I keep a shirt? Let's just turn the lights. I've really hit like the, All the way off. Like wear a shirt into the water phase of my life right now. God bless. But well, like I, I got a full on rash guard this year, and I, I kept using like, well, I don't want the UV rays to get to me, but I'm like secretly it's smart. like, I don't want my gut showing. <laughs> this is a really good way to not have my gut showing. I feel you. Yeah. So, so I guess maybe that is the ultimate, the ultimate vulnerable. Maybe Joe didn't want to get naked in front of her, despite mm. the fact that he was hot. He's a never nude. Oh no! I forgot about that. I I, I never forget about Arrested Development. It's my favorite. He's just wearing the cutoffs. Joe couldn't get out of the cutoffs, and and that was it. He was done. The other the other weird thing about the season is there was a guy that owned a pizza shop that was like really aggressive about owning a pizza shop. Like he kept. Is he from New York? I think he mu- he was from somewhere like up there, like Connecticut or New York. Or New something. York's like the only place, well, maybe Delco, where people get very aggressive about pizza and like yeah. my pizza's better than your pizza. It was very much like a um, like I got my own pizza shop. Like, what are you doing with your life? I got a pizza shop, and then like yo, bro, at the can you you have the perfect sauce to cheese to dough ratio? I do. No, you don't. And then at the uh, the the reunion that they do between all the dudes. He, um, apparently some of them had gone on to, like, Yelp and made fake reviews for his pizza shop. And he was, like, very earnestly, like, this is my livelihood. I can't believe you're messing with my family's money. How could you do this to me? My pizza's delicious. It was, it was very funny. Was, and also Was it Bill Matz going on there? Oh my god! No one would ever the, the knock sto- Bill Matz. The pizza. story I'm still cracking up from when I had Bill on, and he told the story about writing fake dentist reviews back in the god. day on Yelp for money. He's another one that I want to put in a museum. Oh yeah, everything about him is like ridiculous in the best possible way. Oh, there's only one Bill Matz. There's never going to be Truly. another Bill Matz. Plenty of never me's out there. Way. There's only one Bill Matz. Mm, I don't know, Steve. I think there's only one stove jacket. The one and the only. One and only, I suppose. The soupman. The soupman. The soupman. Just not a Nazi. I'm not a soup Nazi. I'm a soup man. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm very free, free, kind, freely giving my soup out. Yeah, kind, liberal, friendly soupman. <laughs> soupman. Steve Soupman here. I like to call superheroes like Batman. Batman. And Spider-Man. Sp- <laughs> it makes yeah, me laugh. My... I have a friend who calls him like Spiderman a lot. It's like, oh, it's oh, the Batman. Oh, I see the new Spiderman. <laughs> the Superman. The Superman. The Superman sounds like it sounds like your your landlord. You know, like oh, the Superman's coming over to fix the heat. It does a little bit, <laughs> but he's actually coming over to murder you because he's an alien. Oh, you know, any day now. Yeah. So he, yeah, you're the Superman. There's only one of you. It's only one Soupman. Only one Soupman. Steve Soupman. 
Please do not call me this. Yes, please don't call Steve. There's plenty of other things you can call me. Don't call me that. No. Yeah, so that's the batch update. That's the batch update. All right, another season in the books. And we got a Bachelor starting, I think, like, imminently. Oh, good. So we'll have to have you on. in a couple of weeks. We'll have to have you back on soon to discuss some further. Maybe, like, quarterly, quarterly batch updates. I'm, I'm into it, and I know the listeners are into it. We don't want to overwhelm them with too much Bachelor information. <laughs> I can get overwhelmed with it. That's we have to, yeah, we have to respect the integrity of the show. Like, I only have so much that this cranium can keep in here. And it's it's mostly wasted on hockey stats and, like, facts about the Marvel Universe that nobody needs. So, like, mm. you know, I can't fit much more in here. So, I, you know, I need it a little bit at a time every few weeks. I hear you. Yeah. Same. Kelly Hankel, are you ready? For this year's Christmas movie challenge. I have never been more ready for anything in my life. Excellent. So, just as a reminder of what we did last year. Last year, we did the Christmas movie challenge where I read off to Craig a number of real and fake Christmas movies. And had him guess what was real and what was fake. I made up all the fake ones myself. Well, myself and Emily. Emily uh, played a great role in helping me come up with these, conceive these fake movies. I think the hit the hit of last year was Short Order Santa, starring Colin Hanks, where uh, <laughs> he hired a, a new chef for his uh, f- for his what was it? It was his diner, and uh, you know he might have been Santa Claus. He had a big white beard, twinkle in his eye. Might have been Santa Claus. Guess we'll find. That out. is a, a brilliant movie. I would ten time would watch. I'm you know I might have to write the script out, and I Hallmark would make it in a minute. Without question. Without question. They need as much fodder for Christmas movie season as possible. And this, of course, is all based on the fact that Hallmark pumps out ridiculous Christmas movies every year. Just absurd movies that I always see the descriptions for. And I'm like, who the fuck is watching this? I was going to ask, do you watch them? Because a lot of people are like obsessed with the Hallmark movies. I watch them for two minutes. They're terrible. They are some of the worst acting you've ever seen. And they're all the same movie. They're all the same movie. As we're about to see, they're all the same movie. (laughs) So this year, I've broken everything into sets, okay? So it's sets of two. So you're going to have two movies, and you have to guess which one's real and which one's fake. So there's one real made up by me and Emily, and one fake that is... Or one real that isn't made up by... One fake (laughs) that's made up by me and Emily, and one real that's either on Hallmark or... I think I looked at Hallmark, Hulu, Netflix... Those were the big three I looked at for this. I think a lot of these came from Hulu, though. Perfect. Okay. Set one. I'm ready. The Christmas Day 10K. Kristen seems to have it all figured out. She runs a successful cafe. She's in the best shape of her life. However, her life is thrown through a loop when the bank raises the rent on the cafe. Kristen can save everything by winning the Christmas Christmas Day 10K and its 10K prize. Kristen only has one person in her way. Her rival, Jonathan. In this oh. Santa-themed marathon, Kristen might discover something that she didn't expect to find at the finish line. Love. Starring <laughs> Brooke Nelson and Tyler Jacob Moore. So that's one movie. Okay. The other choice is The Christmas Calendar. When Emily, a small-town baker, receives a Christmas calendar from a secret admirer, it attracts the attention of the locals. With financial problems looming... The calendar turns out to be a Christmas miracle for Emily and her bakery. Starring Laura Bell Bundy and Brandon Zub. 
Fuck, both of these sound real. <laughs> I could buy both of these. Um, I'm going to say that the Christmas Day 10K is real only because there's no supernatural element. I made it up. <gasps> no! I made up the Christmas Day 10K. Steve, it's so good! <laughs> However, the stars are real. They are from other movies. Brooke Nelson oh and J Tyler Jacob Moore. So wait, so wait, the other one had someone called Zub? Yes, that's a real, that's a real person. That's a real person. Last year I made up a couple fake people. This year I made up no fake people. No, all, oh, all a, of them are real actors. A tricky move there. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look up. Uh, oh my god, I was so sure. Uh, oh boy, these the names are my the names are my favorite part. They're so weird. off to a great start. All right, oh for one. <laughs> let's go to set two. Set two. First movie here, Dancing with Santa. John is a male dancer touring the country and looking for love. June is a recently divorced mother looking for a second chance. When John comes to June's town for a Christmas show around the candy cane pole, will they be naughty or nice? Starring Tilkey Jones and Lauren Mealy. Tilkey Jones? Tilkey Jones is a real person. Tilkey Jones. Who's All in right. about 45 of these movies. I shit you oh not. Oh my God. Next up, a Christmas detour. Two travelers become linked when a snowstorm grounds their flight to Buffalo. Paige desperately needs to find a way to New York City to meet her fiance's parents. And it's up to Dylan, a fellow passenger, and a guy she can't stand to get her there. Starring Candace Cameron Bure and Paul Green. Oh, God. The second one. Is the real one or the fake one? The real one. one. Okay. That's the real one. Ding, ding, ding. You got that one right? Yes! I saw a Christmas detour about 45 minutes ago on the Hallmark Channel and wrote down the description. God damn. That sounds like a terrible movie. It sounds real bad. Real I bad. do kind of wish that the Christmas stripper movie was real. I do too. It sounds great. It's I like, feel like it would fill a niche. Magic that Mike. That Hallmark probably doesn't hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could, I, maybe Hulu will take it because it's a little risque. So. Or Netflix. Netflix. Nef yeah, it feels like a Netflix, John. This needs so much content for Netflix. Just always consuming. They don't shy away from controversy no they don't on the netflix no they don't <laughs> uh, squid game christmas i'd watch i would watch too even though i still haven't watched squid game oh god steve you have to watch it okay everyone i know i missed the pressure steve i missed the cultural conversation on squid game and like i had to jump out with the last couple movies i saw like i saw spider-man the first opportunity i could i saw the matrix last night i'm like i gotta see this shit ahead of time but squid game for some reason i missed the boat on I only started watching it because I was like, I can't continue to see people talking about this without knowing what they're talking about. So I had to watch it. Yeah, that's where I usually like, I'll try to just get in ahead of the curve. Okay, maybe that's my new behind the scenes at work show yes. for now. But isn't it subtitled? Ah, well, who cares? We'll figure it out. Yes. We'll I mean, you can out. do, they do the dubbing, but I hate the dubbing. The dubbing's terrible. The worst. Okay, set three. We have a Cinderella Christmas the Christmas Masquerade Ball, which is one word, mind you. Christmas Masquerade is one word. Oh, naturally. Gives hardworking Angie a chance to let loose. She quickly charms Nicholas, but has to go suddenly, leaving him only one clue to find her in this modern holiday take on the classic fairy tale. Starring Emma Catherine Rigby and Peter Port. Peter Port. <laughs> There's also Christmas Cuts. Country music star Austin and his famous long hair have come home for the holidays. 
Kelsey has promised that Austin will cut his hair for charity. Will Austin do the right thing for the Children's Hospital and Kelsey? Or listen to his no-nonsense manager, Mary Grace, and keep his iconic look in this modern take on Rapunzel? Starring former American Idol contestant Ace Young, Candace Cameron Bure, and Lisa Rena. I'm going Christmas cuts. Wait, is that real or fake? Real. Sorry, I'm telling you the real ones. Okay. Christmas cuts is fake. Dang it! <laughs> the casting is so good, Steve! Candace Cameron Bure is also like Tilky Jones, somebody who makes like 45 of these movies a year. What else is DJ going to be doing with her life? She's married <laughs> to a hockey player. She's got that family full house money rolling in. Yeah, and then the, she got the sequel too on Netflix, the Fuller House. Oh, yeah. She's fine. She's just, you know, doing Hallmark movies for funsies. Nobody's been, you know, she's close to Jesus and she's close to Hallmark. So I have to say, like, I've decided to give Emily the credit for this. Like, like, I can see Candace Cameron Bure as a hairdresser. (laughs) I can see Lisa Rinna as a no-nonsense music manager. Like, all of it is perfection. All of it. Like, it, it just so good. It comes together, right? It comes together. Uh, Emily oh, specifically it. was the one who found, who had the idea for an American Idol contestant and came up with Ace Young as the American so Idol good. contestant. So, so good. Lots of applause on that. I think I came up with the Candace Cameron, and I think we agreed on Lisa Arena. So, it was a, a joint production right there. Okay, oh, yes. so I think you're one for two. So, let's I'm, see if you can get I'm the one 500. for three. One, one for, for three, three, that's it. Yeah. So let's see if you can get to 500 here, okay? This is the last one. Your final set here, set four. So you either have Naughty and Nice, which is when a cynical Los Angeles DJ is exiled to a quaint mountain town for the holiday season. The small town charm and holiday cheer, not to mention the pretty new co-host, begin to melt his icy demeanor. Starring Haley Duff and Tilkey Jones. Tilky back again. And then you've also got Call Triple Slay. Scott, a tow truck, dri- tow truck driver with a heart of gold, is in for the night of his life when he gets a call on Christmas Eve. Can Scott save the holiday season for millions of children? Can Santa help Scott learn the true meaning of the season? Starring Mario Lopez and the late Ed mm-hmm. Asner. I'm going to say naughty or nice is real. Ding, 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 ding. Kelly Hinkle has reached 500, which is a I winning have 500, score, in my opinion. Just like the Flyers. I came up with Call Triple Slay when I woke up this good. morning. I woke oh up and God. I was like, I got to write this down. That's good. Your brain is something else. It's something else. It's really weird. Mario Lopez is like Candace Cameron. He's in a whole bunch of these. And last year's Christmas challenge, he was all over the place. I do need to mention in Naughty and Nice, the character names are terrible. They are awful. They are. Haley Duff's character is named Sandra Love. Oh, God. And Tilky Jones, which is already a fake name, is Pepper Sterling. Pepper Sterling. So, like, the thing about these movies is, like, they get workshopped. Like, there's a room somewhere where people are pitching these ideas, saying the words Tilky Jones out loud to a group of executives. And people are like, yes, yes. Give me that Tilky Jones. That's what they're saying. We have only made three Tilky Jones movies this season. We got to go for at least five. What do you got for me? Tilky Jones. Steve and Emily in the, writer, the writer's room. Like, I honestly, they might as well just hire us now because we'll, we could churn out like 45 of them 
within like a heartbeat. Honestly. And let me tell you what, Hallmark Channel, because I know you're listening. Let me see just one of these ideas make its way to your network and I'm calling an attorney. I know, right? Yes. We are, we're watching out. We, unlike the Flyers, we will sue you for stealing ideas from this podcast right here. <laughs> the Flyers get a little bit of leeway because we- We love them. We love them. Even though they reason. hate us, we love them. They hate us, but we love them. It's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so let's see. Last year, I made up two names last year. It was Ambry Addison and Hudson Jenks, who starred in oh Christmas Buzz, where Mackenzie <laughs> is a hotshot executive in the city. When she heads back to her hometown for the holidays, she reconnects with her high school crush, Connor. But when Mackenzie finds out that her company wants to buy out Connor's coffee, can these two old flames keep their love percolating? Honestly, like, that is a, like, that movie exists. It has to. What were some of the other ones? Uh, one of the real ones last year with Tilkey Jones was Second Chance Christmas. It was a woman's husband uses her memory loss as a chance to make her fall in love with him again at Christmas. So it's 51st dates, but Christmas. Yes. Yes. All right. I respect it. Let's see. There was a Mario Lopez and Feliz Navidad. Single father David oh, no. is matched with out-of-town musician Sophie on a dating app. Since she's only in town for the holidays, they agree to practice date. But will they fall in love for real? Yes, and then he will get... No, she will get ghosted. Let's be real. She will get ghosted. Mario, Mario Lopez. Lopez Mario. The Feliz Navidad. The Feliz Navidad. <laughs> what a name. Good Lord. It's insane. Insane. These movies, there are so many of them. I'm telling you, can somebody from Hallmark or Hulu or Netflix get in contact with me for short order, Santa? I will crank out a script within a day because it can't be that hard. I truly cannot believe how good your fake ones are. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, just fly me up to Toronto. We can film all of these in a day. Okay. Yeah. Because they're definitely filming in Canada, those cheap fucks. They always film in Canada, especially when they yeah. film anything in a city. It's always Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah. We're in New York City. Pay no mind to the CN Tower <laughs> behind us. It's not really there. This oh, it's New York City. Look at these huge empty streets in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> the clean sidewalks of New York City. Famously clean. Where there's two people walking. <laughs> and they both say sorry. They bo oh, yeah. They both say sorry. And you always get a little bit of that Canadian accent with some of these actors mm. coming through, too. Mm. And you're always like, I see it. I found it. I hope Tilkey's Canadian. <sighs> Let's I see. I want him to be. We might as well find out. We might as well. We've got all of the world's information at our fingertips. There's just no way to find out, as I like to say. There's no way <laughs> to possibly find out. No. Sadly, Tilkey Jones. Til Tilkey Montgomery Jones, mind you. Tilkey Montgomery jones is from vero beach florida how do we get him on the podcast i would love to get tilkey jones on because Can we reach out to tilkey's people tilkey <laughs> has an insane imdb by the way so tilkey montgomery jones born tilkey. june 24th 1981 is an american singer and actor he was a member of the band take five from 1997 to 2001 i think i remember that band I do not. I just know they have the same name oh, as the Oh, I think candy I'm bar. thinking of Take That, which was another boy band <laughs> well, from the 90s. I think, I think we're going to have to get on for maybe a summer episode where we just do like the boy band breakdown. Oh, God, yes. I don't even know what that consists of yet, but I just like the title. We can figure it out. I, f I mean, like any time you need this kind of extremely esoteric, useless analysis. That's what I'm here for, Steve. 
Oh, so this dude, this dude has been on a bunch of like teen shows. Oh. He's been on Pretty Little Liars, One Tree mm-hmm. Hill. Uh, he's been on Nashville, which isn't a teen show, but it's, you know. And then he does a bunch of these Christmas movies. What a nice little career he's made for himself. One final factoid about Tilkey Jones. <laughs> Wikipedia also tells me that his brother is named Court Jones. My God. I hope he's a judge. Tilkey is like an a like a career AHLer. Just like grinding it out for the love of the craft. <laughs> he's not making millions, but he wants to work. He's living. He's skating. What more could yeah. you want? He's got a nice little house. Drives a Toyota. But he's making movies. He's living the dream. He's living I think the that's, dream. That's nice for him. The Michael Layton of Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movies. I don't know. Michael Layton made it to the big time. He's the Neil Little. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> Shows up for all the alumni games and says, yeah, I was a flyer. Sure. Yeah. Everybody loves him. I, I love him. I'm always happy. I'm like, Neil Little. He's the only guy who can still play goal out of all the alumni. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. He's the best. He is the best. Well, guess what? That's it. Thanks so much for listening, folks. I, I, I just wanted to get, you know, just have some holiday fun and not go for an hour and a half talking about how the flyers are depressing and COVID's bad and all that. No, let's just have some holiday fun. Have some holiday yeah. cheer. Yeah. So that's it. If you have any feedback, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Kelly Hinkle at Hanks. That's me. That's you. Anything to plug? I mean, you're on BSH Radio, obviously, and checking out the competition. All quality programs right there. Listen to my podcast. Put it on auto-download, because that's how we make our money. Make that money. Tell all of your friends. Dollar-dollar bills, y'all. If we get podcast rich, we can afford a sound engineer, and then everyone can stop complaining about Bill being too loud. It's just a matter of time before we end up with Joe Rogan money, so we just need you to start downloading and tell all your friends. And then we can make Bill quiet again. You can't fix a Bill Matz, okay? Bill Matz is just as quiet or loud as he needs to be. Yeah, why would you want him to be more quiet? You know, I was saying this to Eamon the other week. I can only aspire to reach the levels of loudness and rage that Bill Matz conjures every week. It's amazing to me that he can It's a talent. Just be mad about this team and be furious on a consistent basis like me i'm just like oh they're mediocre again cool yeah. that's me go the bill's just yeah. like what the fuck is wrong like bill is like flying on and i love it i love it it's and i just fantastic you know i could just aspire embrace the loud embrace the loud exactly you know and the funniest thing is i've always been called a pretty loud person i am after all the man who got, once got shushed in an italian restaurant but <laughs> Like, compared to Bill, I'm nothing. No one is. That's why he's so great. Yeah. Kelly's at Hanks. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. And all that fun stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Stay safe out there. Wear your damn mask. Wash your damn hands. Get your damn vaccine. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow.